And so I wanted to basically put together a little celebratory show where I wouldn't be going on too long, of, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so, maybe 15 minutes talking about, you know, a specific film that came out that came out in uh, in their order. Because I, I went ahead and put everything in in order of release. But it's all the movies that are all the comic book movies that were released by Marvel that are not part of the MCU. So it started off with uh, with very full with four very um, I guess you can say controversial because they started off with 1986's Howard the Duck and then and then 1989's The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren and then 1990's Captain America and then 1994's shelved Fantastic Four movie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a roundtable discussion. Uh, we've got a, I guess, in one of my guests is all about crossovers and comic books. So this is a crossover episode. Uh, I am Jesse Jackson, and I am joining. Uh, my name is George Soroy. And uh, if you're listening to this, you may be hearing it on the Set Lesson Bruce feed, or you may be hearing it on George's feed, which yes. is? Which is Excelsior Journeys. It is my weekly interview show. So this is actually a very good, very good topic for this month, since it's all about kind of wrapping everything up for 2021 and looking forward to what 2022 has in store. Yeah. So, George, uh, why don't you go first? Tell uh, my set listening Bruce listeners a little about yourself, and then I'll return the thing for your uh, Excelsior Driver listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have been in St. Louis for about 10 years now. I have been podcasting really since 2016, but I started my own solo show in 2018, and that became this show, Excelsior Journeys. Um, took a brief hiatus from November of 2019 through uh, throughout May of 2020, but in the beginning of June of 2020, we came back and haven't missed us. Haven't missed a single episode since. I'm using the royal we here because it's a one man show. Yes, um, and it has just been uh, just it's been a real dream come true getting to talk with so many amazing people because I've spoken to various creatives both up and coming and established and i've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of people who inspired me throughout the years so it was my chance to kind of reach out to them and say thank you a big example was in august of 2021 when i covered the 35th anniversary of transformers the movie and all month in august i had different people that were either involved in it or inspired by it to um to reach out and be a part of transformers lore Including F.J. DeSanto, who who um, who did the War for Cybertron series on Netflix, and a couple of designers from Hasbro, um, talking about the current studio series. So there was a there's been a lot of uh, a lot of activity on Excelsior Journeys, and I'm thrilled to say that uh, we are not stopping anytime soon. Well, gosh, that sounds great. I, I 
I now want to ask you tons of questions. Uh, so my name, as I mentioned, I'm Jesse Jackson, and um, my I do a couple other podcasts. Um, I do a Doctor Who podcast. I do a general um, entertainment podcast, but um, mostly I do Set Lusting Bruce, which is a Bruce Springsteen fan podcast. Um, I've been doing this uh, for six years and um, hundreds of episodes where I've talked to fans of Bruce Springsteen's music from around the world. I've had people from Russia. I've had from uh, South Africa, Europe, uh, Australia, Canada, all over the U.S., um, and what we do is uh, we kind of talk about the power and magic of rock and roll. Um, you know, we we um, we discuss how Bruce's music has got us through good times and bad times. Um, mm-hmm. Then, and I've expanded the show. I do what I call B side episodes, where um, kind of a pun from the old A side and B side on a forty five single, where I have fans of other musicians uh, join me, and I've had people like people who are huge BG fans, Leonard Cohen fans, and Metallica, and uh, we're in fact in the f- this upcoming year in 2022 i want to do a series of episodes spotlighting john hyatt's albums because he's another passion of mine so um kind of like you i've just been able to just have conversations and and talk to people and and have people share their stories and Mm -hmm. i one of the things i love about podcasting is getting a chance to meet new people to to hear what they're passionate about and have them share it. So what got you into podcasting to begin with? Uh, For me, it really started with taking a look at my list of Facebook friends Mm -hmm. and seeing all different types of people that I've gone through all walks of life with people that I've known from grade school through people I know from college, from previous employment and so on. And a lot of people that I'm that I just know through through Facebook, uh, a lot of people that that share the same passions, especially writing. And as I was going through that, I was thinking like, wow, there are so many talented people that I know that I that have been a part of my life in some way. These guys need to be on a podcast. They need to let the world know who they are, because these guys are all amazingly well-kept secrets. And. They shouldn't have to be. They should be able to have a platform to share their journey and hopefully inspire others so that way they can they can take their lessons and be inspired by them and hopefully emulate them in the future and say that you know, like you don't have to completely walk away from your day job in order to pursue your passion. And because I've got a lot of friends that that have that are still employed that still have their own full-time jobs, yet are still making their way uh, creatively. I myself being one of them. And after a few months, I thought thought about it again. And then I realized, okay, they need to be on my podcast. And so that's what really got got me going. I was already part of a a really fun writing roundtable uh, podcast called Write Pack Radio. And that was going on for about five years. I came in, I think about year... Uh, year three or year four. And it was so much fun being able to do that. And as it was going on, I felt kind of an urge to start my own show. And 
and figure out exactly how to properly reach out to people and set up interviews and just really just have a lot of fun with it. And sure enough, a lot of people that I did not suspect would, uh, would, would be all for it wound up coming on and they wound up making some great episodes. Uh, so it started off in October of 2018 and I started with uh, three episodes right off the top. I did uh, one with uh, West Coast Swing, uh, um, accomplished West Coast Swing dancer, instructor, and event director, Doug Rozier, um, a sports announcer named Mark Fratto, who I went to grade school with, and two uh, USA Today bestselling authors, Michelle Lynn and Michelle Bryan, who worked together on a lot of projects. So it was a lot of fun really getting those three interviews in and then having them be my initial launch episodes. And then from then on, it was just it was just a matter of reaching out to other people that I knew. And that got me in the in uh, that got me inspired enough to reach out to other people that I never knew and ask them to come on board. And that you know would result in great episodes. So it's it's been very rewarding to be to be a podcaster in the, in the long run. Well, uh, yeah, I, I I have a similar story, and um, I had seen the the movie Springsteen and I, where um, you know all these fans had kind of talked about Bruce's music, and Adam Carolla's wife at the time. Lynette Carolla had did about five or six episodes of a podcast where she interviewed her friends um, of her and Adams that, and they didn't talk about their, you know, actual career, but just talked about their Springsteen fandom. And I love that podcast. And so, and she quit doing them. So in the spirit of lighting a candle instead of cursing the darkness, um, and, and I love to tell the story. Rob Southgate at the time was the one is um, uh, the uh, guy who ran our network. And he, um, he, I, he I was doing a Doctor Who podcast for him. And so I reached out to Rob and I said, hey, I, I think I want to do a Bruce Springsteen podcast. And he says, OK, what's a Bruce Springsteen podcast? And I said, well, <laughs> I'm just going to talk to people from around the world. And he says, OK. And uh, he, he hung up the phone and he looked at his wife and said, Jesse's going to do a Bruce podcast. I, I think we'll get a season out of it. And to him, a season <laughs> is like 12 episodes, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was in like 2015 or something. I mean, you know, so it's nice. just been, yeah, going on ever. <laughs> um, so uh, Jennifer wasn't able to join us, but uh, Jennifer is kind of our national podcast posting month uh, guru or um, mom, as, you know, we talk about. But um, from here, I, I, I want to hear what you say too, George, but basically this is a, a, a kind of challenge that is kind of goes out to podcasters to say, okay, to stretch your creative muscles, to try to do things. I want you to do a new podcast every day of the month of November, 30 days, 30 mm -hmm. episodes. And yeah. um, I did it two years ago and I did, you know how a lot of people do gratitude posts in Facebook for November yeah. So that's what mine was. So I did 30 episodes of just me expressing gratitude. And I 
threw out nice. to my listeners and said, hey, if you want to do a gratitude episode, do it. Um, this time, I didn't do it last year, but this year I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do actually 30 actual episodes, 30 interviews in 30 days. Nice. Uh, the only thing that got me that helped is, um, you know, as we talked about earlier, podcasters can talk. So like sometimes I would have an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half interview. I'm like, okay, that's going into two episodes. <laughs> you know, I'm going to make part one and part two there you go. to help me. So how about you? What's your history with national podcast posting month or in a PA pod pomo. <laughs> um, my my experience with it actually started in 2018, and okay. it was less than a month after I started my own show, and I saw that they that uh, this challenge w- existed, and I thought, why not? Let's give it a shot. And so for 2018, I basically added on to the Excelsior Journeys feed on Podbean, and mm-hmm. um, but what I did was there were there were 30 mini episodes. I still had the weekly shows going on in their own respective spots. But when it comes to um, when it comes to National Podcast Post Month, I was doing um, I was doing little mini episodes, like 10 minute long episodes, but they were all stream of consciousness things. It was basically just whatever was on my mind at the time. Yeah. And sometimes I was able to keep up with it. But uh, on day 30, I actually had to rally and record 11 straight episodes <laughs> just so I could, just so I could hit it before midnight. Yes. Um, so for 2019, um, I thought about I wanted to do it again. And I said, like, well, this time I want to I want to have a theme going. I want to have a, a constant theme. And I've always been a big movie lover. I've always been a big comic book movie lover. Yeah. And with at the time that I had gotten the Blu-ray to Avengers Endgame. And I look back at, at just how how epic that whole movie was in terms of not only in, in overall execution, but also in, in box office. It is the top grossing movie of all time now. Sure. And not counting for inflation. But uh, but it was um, it it was um, just something that it, it was it was an event. It, it was a true event. And I was thinking about it while I was looking at that that disc. I was like, wow, they, it, it's amazing just how far the genre of comic book movies had gone. And there's so much that is owed to those movies that came before the MCU. Because so many people really think that 2008 was when things really got, got rolling because you had Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk the same summer. And then you also had The Dark Knight. So you had three big movies that were really just, you know, kind of catapulting the genre into something completely different. And at the same time, I was just thinking that, you know, that those movies that came before and really were still going on during really need to get more credit. And so I wanted to basically put together a little celebratory show where I wouldn't be going on too long, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so, maybe 15 minutes talking about, you know, a specific film that came out, that came out in, uh, in their order. Cause I, I went and put everything in, in order of release, but it's all the movies that are all the comic book movies that were released by Marvel that are not part of the MCU. So it started off with, uh, with very full, with four very, um, I guess you can say controversial picks. Mm-hmm. 
because they started off with 1986's Howard the Duck. Yeah. And then and then 1989's The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Okay. And then 1990's Captain America. And then 1994's shelved Fantastic Four movie. Oh, nice. So there was already there was not too much going for Marvel. Now, at that time, over in over at DC, you had 1989 with Batman and then 1992's Batman Returns. And both of them were they, they pretty much like dominated everything that was over anything that Marvel was doing. But then in 1998, in summer of 1998, in August, uh, a year after Batman and Robin had done so much damage to the comic book movie genre, right. comes out with the Marvel decides to come out with Blade, yeah. at, you know, which is which is a very, very R rated movie. Yes. But, you know, like, but it still wound up becoming a success because it was taking the property seriously. It wasn't trying to joke about it like the way the Batman and Robin was. And it became enough of a success that Avi Arad from Marvel was able to uh, move things along with 20th Century Fox to get X-Men up there. And then once X-Men came out in 2000, that's when things really started going because then you have Blade moving forward with Blade 2 and you have all the legal back and forth finally leveled out with Sony and Spider-Man. Yeah. And so that's, that, that was a a lot of fun to real, to really go through. Um, What I did in 2019 though, I recorded everything on the anchor app and this was me basically just wanting to get pro, you know, just get the, this content out there. And there was no intro or outro. It was very raw. And I was not happy with it overall. I felt like I, I couldn't even kind of go go back and listen to it. And if I can't, why should I expect my listeners to do the same? Sure, that so, makes sense. So in 2020, I tried something else. I was doing like um, I was doing a little um, a little uh, commentary on the May. This book has been such a, you know, like it's been just constantly starting and stopping over the past few years. And I wanted to kind of document what was going on, but then that eventually kind of petered out because it felt like it was just one big pity party because it wasn't rolling the way that it should. And so I stopped that, that show and pretty much like wiped all the content out from the internet. It's probably still floating around somewhere, but you know, like everything that I was able to record, I wiped out completely on anchor. Um, so with 2021 coming around for this year, I wanted to redo from duck till dark and, um, which was the, the show that I would eventually call the, my Marvel movie celebration. Yeah. And I, and I even pitched it to a friend of mine who was a big, um, big comic book fan himself. Originally the title was just going to be called outside the Marvel studios. Yeah. And when I told him what I was planning on doing with it, I said, I'm going to, you know, we're going to go from. 1986 is Howard the Duck all the way to 2019's Dark Phoenix. We're going to go from duck till dark. And he goes, that's your title. Yeah, <laughs> so was that's like, a great title. Right, that's yeah. And and I commissioned uh, a friend of mine who is um, uh, Rachel Bostwick, who did an amazing job on the cover for my five part serial from Parts Unknown. And she put together the coolest looking Rorschach test type of logo for it. And it just came out so cool and so clean. And I, I fell in love with it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's it. That's we got we got to ro- roll with that. So I wanted a show that would 
do that logo proud for 2021. So I wanted to get an intro and outro and do all my recording from inside my recording studio where I am now. So, and then, you know, give it a proper, give it a proper edit, take out, you know, the filler words and, and level everything out and take out anything where I felt like I was rambling and just give a nice clean experience. And thankfully 30 days later, I was able to do that. Did you have guests or is it um, a solo you discussing the films? Uh, No guests. Basically, I did um, I did my own you know research. There was a lot of stuff that I already knew, sure. especially when it came to Spider-Man for the first the first Spider-Man film in 2002. I've had a lot in my head, a lot of research that I was doing to um, to to talk about like the buildup for that one. That one to be in almost I would say like my longest episode. I think that one past 20 minutes. OK. And with with over half of it, just talking about all the back and forth that were happening behind the scenes before Sam Raimi even got on board. There yeah. was a whole lot. Of, there was, it was a mess that, uh, that needed to be ironed out. Um, but, um, but my plan is I would love to do a season two of this show um, after I finish up these last five episodes, because mm-hmm. there are 35 Marvel movies that I got, that I got to cover, but um, you know, I've covered my top, my 30 to finish the challenge. Yeah. And I have number 31 posted and then uh, 32, 33, 34, and 35 are going to be posted um, in the coming days. But, um, but I would love to do, you know, have some interviews and have some, you know, different people coming on, on, on the show and talking about their experience that are uh, working on that specific film. I would love to do that. And it's just a matter of, what direction I want to take that second season. Cause I don't want to just jump right into it right away. Cause I got some other plans that I, for other shows that I want, that I want to, um, that I want to make happen, but especially with this one with Excelsior journeys. So that one can wait, but at the same time, like having a much cleaner season of, of from duck till dark has me feeling a whole lot better about what's out there now. Good. Very nice. That's, that's a lot accomplishment and also kind of a, an interesting thought. Um, obviously, you know, I would argue the, the first, you know, the first Superman changed health movie makers treated comic book movies. But um, I do think that I remember everyone worrying about Michael Keaton and will this work? I mean, you know, it's Beetlejuice and, oh, you know, it's, you know, um, Mr. Mom, Mr. Yeah. Mom, like, what are we <laughs> going to do? And then um, how much you love that movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, um, and there's been, you know, I, I love, I, I did have a boss once that said, um, should there really be three three different trilogies of spider-man in my one lifetime (laughs) (laughs) and i was like well you know we we were going we were going so long without a single one the only thing that we had for the longest time was that live action show from the 70s and yeah and the you know we wouldn't even get the animated show until the mid 90s yeah exactly so it, there's a there's a lot you know that uh, a lot of people kind of take for granted, and Spider Man is definitely right on top of that list. Yeah, um, you know this sounds great. I, I I'm going to check it out. I, I love that. Um, what anything surprise you about the journey of this 
you know, 30 days and 30, 30 episodes in 30 days? Um, what really surprised me, I really just the fact that I was able to do it. Yeah, like that was um, that was something that I felt like I wasn't going to be able to dedicate the time to do it. But it turns out that um, as long as as long as my daughter is upstairs and sleeping you know, <laughs> late at night, yeah. then I have this block of time afterwards where I can pretty much focus on whatever I want. And yeah, usually it's it's either editing a show. It's been like editing a show and getting it ready for. Uh, for posting, but um, but by by doing this and knocking out like recording about like one to two episodes per night, mm-hmm. then it's it's made things a lot easier. Um, and I've I had fun. I I I I have a lot of fun doing this. I love talking about these movies, and I love the opportunity to be able to talk about them because I don't really get to do that really on Excelsior Journeys unless I have a guest that's that caters to that. So it's, um, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, I, I think that's really like just the, the big surprising factor is the fact that I was able to get it done. That's good. Good for you. I, I, yeah. th- I think there is that sense of accomplishment of getting that done and, and um, sharing and, and, you know, seeing that the pride of every day on your feed, like, okay, there's another new episode. There's a new episode yeah. and uh, having regular listeners like, damn, how many of these are you going to put out? I'm like, well, I warned you beforehand that this was going to happen. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people end up catching up after the fact. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's talk about future plans. What you're going to finish this journey. Yes. You're thinking about then taking some time off and then maybe go like, do you want, are you interested in doing the Marvel universe in order? You know, the MCU films maybe for season two. I wouldn't mind, but at the same time, I feel like there are so many other so many other podcasts that really sure. focus on on the MCU that I feel like it would just be white noise that I would be adding. Okay, to. I would say you know like just check out the Friends from Work podcast. Those guys do a tremendous job talking yeah. everything MCU. Um, and um, yeah, I I you know like um, I would love to do. Like I said, I would love to do a season two. I would love the chance to interview other people. I would love the chance to kind of open things up a little bit. Maybe, you know, even spend, uh, like put together a mini series that's dedicated to Into the Spider-Verse because that movie is so dense yeah. and it re- it requires more than just a 10 minute chat. That yeah. is, so, is, that's an amazing, amazing film that deserves to get as much analysis as possible. Um, so, but um you know, maybe cover even more of the animated movies that that they've come out with. Um, so it's it's really, you know, the sky's the limit as to where that show can go. Um, but at the same time, I really want to focus once this season is done and it's almost done. Um, once the season's done, I want to concentrate more on both Excelsior Journeys, because I got a lot of really, uh, really interesting guests that are lined up and uh, some more that are kind of filling in those holes. And I also have, um, I also have other people, you know, like um, another show that I'm going to be starting up, uh, which is a reading of my five-part sci-fi wrestling ser- uh, serial from Parts Unknown. Yeah. Tell um, me a little bit about your books. 
Yeah. So from Parts Unknown, it's um, this this was a project that uh, that's been that's more than 25 years in the making. This was something that I'm really, really proud of. And um, basically, the focus of it is on a young man trying to make a make the best life possible for himself, his wife and his kid by becoming a part of the last remaining sport in America called the Gladiatorial Combat League, the GCL. And he doesn't realize um, just how corrupt the GCL is behind the scenes because it's been subsidized by the U.S. government to be used as a tool of distraction while the government can go about its business. And it's also mainly being run by the head booker who has been trying to uh, been trying to, to seize the championship from the current champion for such a long time that he's gone ahead and just changed one rule after another to allow the sport to get more and more barbaric and more and more destructive uh, to the point where he is actually ready to turn an ordinary man into a monster of, of uh, basically like a living weapon of destruction to tear through the ranks of the GCL and claim the the championship title for the head booker. And he doesn't, uh, my, my main character doesn't realize that he's already been marked as the test subject of that formula. So it's, it's, it's a, it was a really fun, you know, series to write. And I feel that, uh, with its serial nature, I feel like it would work really well in a podcast format. Good, good. I look forward to hearing that. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, so how about uh, on Excelsior Journeys? Uh, what do you, what kind of guests do you have coming up? What are, what kind of, give me a little more depth on what kind of subjects you cover. Is there a wide range? It's a very wide range. It is, uh, it's allowing uh, creatives of all types to come on the show, share their journey to success. And I've spoken with a lot of authors, uh, since I'm an, I'm an author myself, that allows a lot more access to, to those people. I've spoken with voiceover artists. I've spoken with music composers. I've spoken with actors, spoken with filmmakers. And I've gotten um, some really, you know, a really great range of people because I've gotten, um, I've spoken with, you know, people that are just getting started. Um, I've spoken with people that have been doing this for a couple of decades. Um, one of my more recent shows, I spoke with um, uh, voice actor Ellen Dubin. Uh, who is also an on-screen actress. And she actually was able to uh, contribute her voice to one of the voices of the Benny Gesserit in Dune. And oh, so, nice. yeah. So we got to talk a little bit about that. Um, I've spoken with um, producer Gilbert Adler, the producer from Tales from the Crypt and Superman Returns. Um, you know, the man's got so many great stories and it was such, a, it was such an honor to be able to speak with him and yeah, and um, a little soundbite that he dropped during the interview was so was so good that I used that in my opening now. Um, but um, yeah, I've spoken with uh, screenwriter Daniel Farrens, the um, well writer director now, but uh, but he wrote the screenplay to Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Um, I've spoken with, like I said before, when it comes to the. Um, uh, when it comes to Transformers the movie, I've spoken with com uh, music composer Vince DiCola. He's been on my show a couple of times. Um, the writer of, of the movie, Ron Friedman, he and I spoke for over two hours. And it was an amazing discussion. And 
um, spoken with story consultant Flint Dilly. Uh, we talked a lot about not only Transformers the movie, but also about his whole career as a writer in animation and gaming because uh, he had just come out with his own book, The Games Master. So we got to talk a lot about that. Um, spoken with voice actor Neil Ross, um, who is um, so well well celebrated uh, for being the voice of Shipwreck from G.I. Joe. Okay. Um, and he was just a terrific guest. Had him on twice. And um, this it, the, the type of people that have come on that have just said, yes, I will be on your show. It's blown my mind. Just the fact that they said yes. And I have a couple other people that are lined up already, like uh, Duncan Rager, uh, Dracula from the Monster Squad, who is um, he has actually gone into doing a lot of artwork and he's got an exhibit coming up over over in uh, over in Canada in 2022. Um, and so we'll be speaking a lot about that. Um, I'm thrilled to announce that I have uh, David Morell coming on. Uh, the writer of First Blood, the creator of John Rambo. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, he's he's going to be on to, uh, we're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the release of First Blood, the novel, and the 40th anniversary of the movie. So it's that's going to be an amazing conversation. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So um, any other thoughts? Anything you want to share? Um, the main thing I would have to say is this like for, for my podcasters, um, if you, you know, if you're doing an interview show and you want to reach out to people, ask, you yeah. never know what you're, what you're going to wind up getting as, you know, like there, the, you know, there will be those that, um, that will say that they, you know, can't do it for whatever reason. And that's perfectly fine. No, no worries. Um, just, you know, just be just be grateful that they answered. Um, And when it comes to, you know, when it comes to other people or anything, just make sure you know how they prefer to be contacted, whether it's via email or Facebook message or Twitter message, whatever. Um, Just get out there and ask. And, but don't make it public. Don't put it out in a tweet because you don't want to put added pressure on them to say yes or no. Yeah. Um, So that's the main thing that I, that I would say is just like, um, you know, just go, just go ahead and ask, you know, it's life's too short to just be thinking about. Um, I want, you know, like I, I really wonder, you know, like what would have happened if I asked, you know, that person or yeah. if that person agreed to come on the show, just go ahead and ask. You never know what you're going to wind up getting. Well said, sir. Absolutely. I, I don't know if, as we're recording this, um, and I did not ask you about this in advance, so I'll cut this out if you don't have any thoughts. But sure. um, they, George Perez posted today that he has pancreatic cancer yes. and that stage three and that um, he's decided not to he's let nature take its course. That because the treatment is going to be, um, mm. I will tell you, George, I'm Leonard Nimoy dying was pretty tough, you know, yeah. as tough as, as losing a celebrity can be, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I keep this in context, but um, I was lucky enough to interview George once for a little, we were at a comic convention and I interviewed him for a little bit, um, met him. We went to dinner at that same convention. I was lucky enough. And then 
he's done a couple of sketches for me when I met him at both Comic Palooza and Dragon Con. Oh, wow. So I I posted pictures of him. Yeah, I I had a Doctor Who sketchbook and he, he said, what do you want? And I said, well, can you do anything for Doctor Who? And he looked at me kind of and I said, well, how about Supergirl in a in a fez? And he, ah, perfect. And so he drew a headshot of Kara, uh, you know, Zorel mm-hmm. with a fez and a bow tie and says, fezes and bow ties are cool. Nice. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so any thoughts about um, George and just what he's meant to the comic industry? I, I have not I have not been fortunate enough to meet him, much less, you know, be interviewed, you know, get get an interview yeah. with him. Um, the fact that you were able to do that, I think that's wonderful. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, And all the stories that I've heard about him is that he is just an absolute prince of a human being. Yes. And um, that's, that's someone you just, you you just want to, you want, you, you want to have, you want to have, you know, like nearby, you want the chance to be able to sit down and and say, just thank you for, for, for doing what, for doing what you do for inspiring so many other people. I got, I'm proud to say that I got to do that for Stan Lee. Oh, um, nice. In, in, in 2008. Um, this was, you know, before, you know, 10 years before I even, I even thought of doing a show, Yeah. but he was doing, uh, he was doing a signing at a borders in, uh, in park Avenue in, in New York city. And that was the time that I was living there. And I went there for the signing and it was a decent line. It, and like I was, yeah. it, and, and it moved thankfully. But uh, when I got over to, uh, for him to sign my book, um, I was able to say to him, you know, uh, you know, Stan, I just want to say thank you so much for not only inspire, you know, not only creating all these amazing characters, but inspiring me to create my own. Yeah. And he looks up in typical Stanley fashion, just goes, Oh, great. More competition. Yes. <laughs> And then I got to tell him that one character in particular was directly inspired by him. And when he asked like what I meant and I leaned forward, I went, his name is Excelsior. And his eyes lit up because, Oh, that's great. And, you know, shook my hand and wished me luck. Yeah. And, and that was it. And I'm never going to get a blessing from the Pope. That was close enough. So it was. Oh, uh, I, I love that story. That's a great yeah. story. So um, yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, people like people like uh, you know like Stan, like George Perez. Yeah. Um, those it's it's the kind of people that you would love the opportunity to just like sit down and let them tell you some stories. And, yeah. You know, and you know, so I I'm fortunate enough to have gotten that through Gilbert Adler. Yeah. Ron Friedman, Flint Dilly, Vince DiCola, like, you know, all these people that mean the world to me. And I, so yeah, um, I, I could easily lump George Perez in there just for everything that he has done for inspiring so many people. Cause yeah. you know that, you know, like they're, you know, every comic artist that yeah. came up in like the eighties and nineties, they look at his work and just say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I want to do. In fact, I was, I was lucky enough. Uh, Ron Martz um, is a huge Springsteen fan. And so he's been on the show a couple of times. Um, and, and I've had a couple other comic book artists and writers who are huge Bruce fans join me, which mm-hmm. has been a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that I did find, and I will end up posting the interview that I did with him. It was on cable access, but um, George shared that, Legion of Superheroes was his favorite book growing up. 
Mm-hmm. And it was the only, he says, my career is defined by me drawing team books and it's my favorite team. And I never got to draw the Legion. Now, I think later in his career, he got to do a couple of, you know, things. But at that point, he said, I, you know, I've done every other team, but I've never done the Legion. And there would be nothing would make me happier than to do that. So in his post and his Facebook page, he is hoping, he says, I'm hoping that COVID is going to let us have, I can make a couple more appearances where I can see fans and I can hug them and I can tell them, thank you for my career and uh-huh. how just generous is that's what he wants. Right. That's mm. he, he wants that again. So yeah, if uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that is beautiful. Yeah. If, if you, um, if you are not a comic uh, fan, just understand that George Perez is almost everything. I mean, there is not a book he did not draw that just was in um, certainly up there with Kirby and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of other greats that are, you know, that are just wonderful. Ditko. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I I would definitely want to stress this to anyone who is not a comic book fan. Yeah. Um, Think about someone in your life, all, all of you out there that are listening, think about someone in your life that has inspired you in some way that has kind of pulled you in whatever direction you're going in, whether it's to uh, whether it's to make it a career or just make it something that you're collecting or reading or whatever, something that brings you joy, reach out to them and say, thank you for it because you do not know what's going to happen. I, I met um, in 2010. um, I met Carrie Fisher. Very yeah. briefly, she was doing wishful, wishful drinking on Broadway. My aunt got us tickets and I was able to talk to her, you know, like outside the, the stage door. I asked her one simple question. I was able to ask her one quick question regarding the Star Wars DVDs. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but I did not say, by the way, you are the first person associated with Star Wars that I have ever met. And I would like to say thank you. Yeah. I all I had to say was that. And I didn't say it. And now I'll never get the chance yeah. to say that again. So, you know, like you, if you have that chance, just, and even now, just like say in a freaking email or a tweet yeah. or something, it's so easy right now to reach out to these people that have inspired us in some way. Do it. Take that opportunity because you never know when it's going to be gone. And there, these people, we're, we're losing too many of our heroes right now. We really are many of them. So take the chance to say thank you while you can. Absolutely. George, this has been great. I'm, I'm, I want to book you so we can talk music and, and kind of do some more. So if someone wants to reach you, where are you on social media? Where, 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 where are the different ways to find you? Oh, where am I not? (laughs) Uh, Uh, You can, you can find me on Facebook mainly. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I've uh, my activities increased quite a bit on Instagram. Okay. Uh, for both Twitter and Instagram, uh, my handle is simply George Soroy, S I R O I S. Okay. And uh, you can also see. Uh, you can also uh, just go to my website, which is he's got it.com, and you'll be able to get access to the podcast. You'll be able to get access to the store where you can uh, we can purchase uh, books directly from me. So that way they'll get, you'll get personalized autographs okay. and a few little extra goodies that I always throw in. 
And, um, and I think that's that's mainly it. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Those are like the three main spots you can really find me on. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I, I just appreciate you joining me so much and congratulations on successfully completing the challenge. Um, as someone who did it themselves, I know it's not, um, it is a labor of love, but it is a labor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for any listeners of George's podcast, uh, you can find me at Jesse Jackson DFW. Uh, Set Lusting Bruce is uh if you are interested in good conversations please check it out um we i'm i've had different writers i had different artists i've had different musicians join me uh so even if you're not a fan of bruce springsteen check it out because a good conversation is universal um george please um have a safe holiday season thank you very much your family and uh listeners um, any final words you want to say besides that wonderful thought about expressing appreciation to everyone? That's really like the main thing. That's, that's what drives everything that I do in terms of um, in terms of the podcast by allowing people that have, that either are currently inspired by other people and are um, that need to let the world know who they are or people that have inspired me over the years. And I'm giving them, the platform just so I can say thank you. Um, and the all these movies that have been covered and from Duck Till Dark, we don't get movies like Iron Man, The Avengers, Avengers Endgame, um, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, the very best MCU of them all. Um, you, we don't get those movies like that or The Dark Knight without these movies really kind of paving the way for them. Uh, so that's, that's why I, I do this to show the appreciation to all of those creators that did their damnedest to uh, to get these characters up on screen in the best possible way. Um, and all my books, you know, they're homages to, to, you know, like other shows that I, and movies that I grew up on. So it's there. That's also my way of saying thank you. So that's the main thing I, I would always just say, you see some, you, you know, you are, if you're moved by something, that someone did creatively by all means go ahead and let them know absolutely listeners thank you george thank you thank you um go get vaccinated i got my booster Mm -hmm. shot this week uh until then remember to wear a mask remember to social distance and let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this Mm -hmm. thank you george thank you listeners and we will talk to you soon goodbye bye-bye Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, 
and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.